Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. Hey friends, here we are again with episode 9. Today we're going to talk about five ways to cultivate a godly marriage. And of course, I have my awesome wife with me, Leah. Hey. <laughs> so as you know, we just came out of Valentine's Day. Um, it's Wednesday morning. It's a cold winter's morning here in uh, Kentucky. And um, I think we've got, what, half a foot of snow, ice, and... Um, I hope you're on the way, yeah, supposedly. And I hope you're being safe out there. And uh, if you're bored today, I hope you're listening to this podcast, and I hope it's a blessing to you. But uh, we just want to talk about five ways to cultivate a godly marriage today. Okay, so let's jump right on into the five ways to cultivate a godly marriage. With number one being God. Yes, you can't How? have a godly marriage without God. Right. You know, uh, you can't just put a a Christian tag on it and just say, well, we're Christians and therefore our marriage is going to work automatically. You know, nothing works automatically. Everything is intentional. Us getting on this podcast was intentional. It wasn't automatic. And uh, yes, we've had our struggles trying yes. to record this episode. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a lot of editing that uh, we, we've had to do on this very episode True. Um, because of the struggles. But Anything worth something is going to come at a price. And your marriage, of course, is one of those things that's truly going to come at a price. Yes. When you choose to marry someone, it's not, well, uh, whoever I think is cute or pretty or uh, smart or funny. And those things are great and good, but anytime we make decisions, we put God first, as His Word says. He says to seek me first. And all these other things will be added. And all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. So uh, before you ever get married, you want to pray about, God, who would you have me marry? And who is that person that you have for me? That's true. And um, another thing I wanted to add is being unequally yoked. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship had hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. And so it's not, just like you were saying a few minutes ago, it's not just two Christians saying, okay, you know, we're Christian and we go to church, so therefore God is center of our marriage. It's got to be an intentional thing that every day you make that choice and that commitment of God is the center. We're going to do these things um, because He is the center. Right, because it's easy and I'll be the first one to say it's so easy to get in the mundane, the normal uh, routine sure. of life and uh, just kind of go through the motions, you know, the Matthew West song, going through the motions. Yeah. 
And it's easy to do that and forget uh, the importance of, hey, you know, I have a wife. I've got a relationship here that needs to be worked on yes. and cultivated. Cultivating takes work. It takes it takes intention. It takes motivation. And sometimes it takes doing what you don't feel like doing in the flesh. And uh, that's acknowledging, you know, hey, that me personally, I'm the husband. I'm the leader of this family. I've got to open that Bible yeah. every now and then and, and read to my family. And I've got to pray over my family. And I've got to... Uh, you know, make sure that my kids are are uh, watching appropriate things on TV. Uh, I've got to got to watch what books they read. I've mm-hmm. got to guard my family as the husband, and so I have a duty, you know, to make sure that God is is being poured into my family. It's true. That's my number one duty. Is I'm the pastor of my own home. Yeah. And therefore, I have to shepherd my family as Christ leads me. That's true. And I love that uh, you were saying that sometimes it's not easy. And I love that um, in the Bible, um, our relationship with Christ is always demonstrated or talked about a lot of times in the Bible, uh, and it, it compares it to a marriage between a man and a woman. And, you know, that when you said that, it reminded me that a lot of times in my flesh, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like talking to God. I don't feel like fasting or reading my Bible, but I know that to cultivate a a strong relationship with Jesus, I have to do those things. And the same goes, um, just like you were saying, with um, a husband and a wife. Sometimes you may not feel like it, but you know that to cultivate a good, strong, godly marriage, you have to do these things. Exactly. You know, we're talking about God in the marriage. If you don't truly love God the way you're supposed to love God, you won't be able to love that individual, that husband or that wife. You won't be able to truly love them the way you're supposed to Mm -hmm. because God is love. And if you don't have the love maker, if you don't have the love in your life, cultivating that love in your heart, in your spirit, in your man, in your inner man, if you don't have God working in your heart and you don't have that relationship with Him Mm -hmm. burning the way it's supposed to, you're not going to really know how to love your husband or your That's wife. True. And so it's very important to make sure that you love God more than anything. Yeah. And that's what I've told my wife, and she agrees, and, and she feels the same way. God's number one in my life. Yes. And uh, family is is second. And uh, I know that may sound like I don't care about my family, and but if you really understand what I'm saying, you yeah. get it. You know, God is number one. Everything else is second. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians five twenty five through twenty seven, it says, "Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it." And so, it's um, it's important for you husbands to love God mm-hmm. and to have the love of God in your life. But then, it's also your job and your duty to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And how much did He love the church? He loved it enough to die for it. Yes. And are you willing to die for your wife? Mm. If you can't honestly say that, then there's some work to be done in your heart. Yeah. Check yourself. All right. And the second way to cultivate a godly marriage is? Prayer. Mm, That's a big one. And that's so close to number one, but, you know, God is number one. Prayer to God is number two. Yeah. I feel like all these could... They really combine. Very well inter- intertwined and combined. Right. It really goes uh, goes together. Prayer, 
I like how my pastor says it. He says, six days without prayer makes one week. Yes. That's, that's so true. true. And I would even go on to say, one day without prayer makes a person very weak. Mm-hmm. And I can say that for myself. If, I, if I'm really busy and I noticed, I, you know, I didn't pray uh, today. Mm-hmm. And maybe I say a quick prayer, you know, God forgive me, uh, you know, for, for rushing through the day and, and not taking the time to pray. Lord, help me. And I just say a quick prayer, and I, I realize if, if I get in the habit of doing that, I become a very weak person very quickly. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have to have prayer. And uh, I fail. I fail at times. You know, I don't, I don't always get to pray an hour a day or, uh, you know, a set time. Uh, I do try to make it a point to pray every morning and every evening. And then throughout my day while I'm at work, I'm praying. I'm, I'm talking to God. I'm, I'm meditating on Him. And, and that's the thing. It's not just, uh, you know, uh, you have to stay in your prayer chambers all day long. Yeah. If you've got time to do that, then by all means, go ahead. That's true. That's great. But uh, I know we have jobs and responsibilities. And if you are flipping burgers at McDonald's, I've said this <laughs> numerous times <laughs> when I've preached at my church, if you're at McDonald's flipping burgers, you can still be praying. You know, you've got a job to do, do that job well, but you can still be talking to God. You know, God, I thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for my blessings. And Lord, I love you today. And uh, just talk to him. And prayer is not anything so dramatic that, you know, you have to follow a certain guideline. Prayer is simply put communication communication with God. Yes. Just talk to him. Yes. And also it's very important in a marriage to have your prayer time um, alone just between you and God. And then it's also important to have that together prayer of you and your spouse between you two and God. Um, It's important to have a prayer life by yourself and also with your spouse. Right, because you can pray together, and that's great, but you have to have a separate prayer life too. Yes. And vice versa. You can have a separate prayer life, but every now and then you've got to pray together. That's true. And every now and then we, we take hands, uh, you know, me and my wife and our kids, and we take hands and we all pray. And we'll have prayer requests and we'll mention, you know, what all we feel like we need prayer for. And we'll all pray together. And I'm telling you, it's a powerful yeah. thing. I was getting ready to say that. And, <laughs> and I, I would almost say that it's more powerful. It is. It is more powerful because the Bible says one can put a 1,000 to flight. Yeah. Two can put 10,000 yes. to flight. Well, if if it multiplies like that, how many can three and four and five true. put to flight? When we come together in the name of Jesus and we pray and believe in faith, God moves. And also, look what that's teaching your children when your children see you and your spouse praying together in unity, and then when you also include them too, that's just raising them up in the path that, right. the, that they should be going. That's one thing my pastor's always taught me, and I'm thankful that I've been born and raised in a, a church where my pastor believes in prayer. Anytime sure there's a decision to be made, pray about it. Yeah. You know, uh, he's the type that uh, he'll get himself an hour prayer in every day. Yeah. He said it himself, he's addicted to prayer. And man, that's where we need <laughs> awesome. to get. That's where we need to get. We need to get addicted to God. We need to get addicted to yeah. the ministry. We need to get addicted to prayer and talking to God and communicating with Him. Number three. Time. T-I-M-E. Yep. Just simply spend time together. Yeah. When you come home from work, dad, father, husband, what I usually do, I get a cup of coffee and of course, I, I like to get in my prayer room for a few minutes, but um, sit down and 
across the table from your husband or your wife and, mm-hmm. and have a talk, you know, just talk. And I'll be the first one to say I failed in that area Me too. at times. You know, I, I'm frustrated or got a lot of things on my mind and I just need to go breathe. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's important just to kind of, you know, talk to one another and, and let each other know how your day went and yeah. let each other know that you care. That's true. And another thing that we've done um, with, you know, within the past, I don't know, six months to a year, I guess, is we've upped our kids' bedtime, <laughs> and we put them to bed a little bit earlier than we used to, and we dedicate that time just for me and Matt. So whether we watch a movie or a show or whatever, um, you know, just putting them to bed a little bit earlier gives us that hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever, if we decide to stay up really late, <laughs> maybe three hours. But it just gives us that extra alone time because, you know, with him working all day and then me home and homeschooling and doing all these things, it is hard and it can be hard to get in that alone time. Um, So just doing little simple things like that really add up and they make a difference in the long run. And then one last point on time that I wanted to make is um, it's very important, obviously, to spend time together, but then it may be beneficial sometimes to have that time apart from each other, whether it's, you know, Matt wants to go to the gym with his guy friends, or if I want to go out to eat with my girlfriends, you know, just having um, time together, but then also having some time apart, I think can really be beneficial and strengthen your marriage. Especially if you're together all the time yes, and you're frustrated at one another, it may be a good idea to, uh, you know, go out and take a walk Yeah, or go out, like, like Leah said, to the gym with your friends and just kind of burn off some steam a little bit. It's a tale as old as time. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So the longer that you're away from each other, it's going to make your heart grow fonder. And then when he or she comes home, you're going to have the little butterflies and you're going to be so excited to see them, you know, even though maybe two hours before you wanted to rip their head off. Right. (laughs) Hey guys, Matt Franklin, host of Truth Matters podcast. We are 100% listener-supported ministry and would greatly appreciate your monthly or one-time donation of any amount. Simply email us at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com and we will forward you the information you need to sign up. As always, thank you so much for supporting this ministry and helping us spread the truth. I used to work in the finance and business and uh, I had to uh, leave for uh, five days. And I was out of town. I had to, uh, we had a meeting and uh, I had to stay gone for five days. And uh, I think that was the first time we were apart since we'd been married uh, for five days in a row. Yeah. I don't think we'd ever even been apart for one day or or one night. But uh, when I got back home, my wife gave me the biggest (laughs) hug and I gave her the biggest hug. And we just, it was like we 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 just got married again. Yeah, it was just like. (laughs) We first met. Yeah. <laughs> Just fell in love all over again. Now, we're so. not telling you that you have to leave and be gone for five nights, you know. Right, yeah. Two okay. or three hours. <laughs> Number four, communication. Yeah. This is huge when it comes to marriage. And uh, husbands, I know it's hard sometimes to open your mouth and tell your wife how you're really feeling. Uh-huh. Because coming from a male's perspective, mm-hmm. We like to close things in and kind of close off and just think about it. And uh, we don't really like to express our feelings as much as the women do. Mm -hmm. They're very expressive. Men are not so much. 
but I'm just going to tell myself, Matt, it's <laughs> good. It to yourself. It's good every now and then to tell your wife how you feel. Yes. Just lay your pride down <laughs> and open your mouth and explain how you feel. Yeah. Because every now and then you feel like you need a psychiatrist, <laughs> and your wife was born for this, and she is a natural psychiatrist. So thank you. <laughs> but I don't know why I said all that. But anyway. Uh, let each other know how you feel. Yeah. Talk. Talk it out. Work it out. Communicate your needs. This is something that um, I'm still working on. I'm definitely not um, a pro at any of these, honestly. Uh, I'm glad that we're doing this because this is helpful to me. But, um, yeah, communicate your needs. If if I need a break, I'm trying to do better at saying, Matt, I need a break. Can you take the kids for 15, 20, 30 minutes so that I can just take a breather in the bedroom or whatever it is. Um, you know, communicate your needs. A book that I'm going to recommend is The Five Love Languages. I think that's a really good book, um, especially for newlyweds or if you've just not read it and you've been married for however many years, um, I definitely recommend it. We actually did a little, um, it was like a little, I don't know, a little trivia game or something on that we found online, and it was basically you fill out a questionnaire and it tells you your love language. And um, I think that's really good. I think women may like it a little bit better than the men. I convinced Matt to take the quiz, and I'm really glad that I did because, um, which I figured his love language was quality time, and for sure it is quality time. But, um, yeah, I definitely recommend you to read that book and go online and Google the five love language quiz and take the quiz and see what your love language is. According to HuffPost, poor communication is the number one reason couples split up. Yeah. So um, don't close yourself in for too long and just shut down and um, never tell her how you feel and vice versa. Let each other know, not, not in a... Uh, heated manner so much, yeah. But in a in a rational manner, and even if you're angry at one another, you know, don't and 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 it's good sometimes if you're very angry and you're heated up. Sometimes it is good to walk away for a few minutes and cool off, yeah. And then come back and come together, and as the Bible says, let us reason with one another. Reason. Yeah. So that's good every now and then to uh, just talk it out. Yeah. Talk it out. All right, and the fifth and final way to cultivate a godly marriage. Woo, this is a heated one. Know your role. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I know a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people don't want to hear that, but this is very hear us out. <laughs> yeah. This is going against the politically correct postmodern society today. It's true. Some people believe that women can be just as dominant and just as much the leader as men. And they're both completely equal. I will say, they're both equally human. Yeah. They're both equally as important. Yes. Both voices are equally as important. Right. Both responsibilities are equally as important. Yes. But God has a vertebrae. Mm -hmm. He has an order. And according to the Word of God, as Christians that abide by the Word of God, that is our authority. Right. The Bible indicates that the man is the head of the wife. Mm -hmm. Christ is the head of the man. And so there is a vertebrae. And when that vertebrae is out of order, mm. you know, when the woman, for an example, is, as they say, wearing the pants in the family, 
or trying to dictate everything the family does, yeah, that family is not in order. That's true. And uh, I'm not saying that the man needs to be the slave driver. No. And you do everything I say. That's not or what else. that means. No. Uh, what that means is the man is to lead the family as Christ and His Word. Yeah. The Word of God tells the family to live. And when it comes to decisions, they both need to talk it out. But at the end of the day, the man's got to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And he's got to say, this is what the Word of God says. And I've got to do what the Word of God says. Yeah. And do you want to give them that example of when we first got married? So when we first got married, um, pro- well, yeah. When we first got married, our first big... Uh, turmoil, I will say, was where are we going to go to church? And this was, you know, for some people, this may not be a big deal, but for us, it was a huge deal because the church that I attended before getting married, I was very, very involved. Um, I had a lot of responsibilities and, you know, obviously I'd been there for all of my life pretty much. And then um, the same goes for Matt. So neither one of us wanted to pack up and, you know, move or go to a different church. But we knew that, obviously, um, to have a strong marriage, we could not go to separate churches. I feel like that that is very important for the husband and wife to both go to the same church. Um, I know some people will not agree with that, but that's the way we see it. So... I obviously put up a fight. (laughs) I don't care to tell you. (laughs) I put up a fight. I did not want to leave my church. Matt didn't want to leave his church. And, um, you know, I just didn't want to let that go. And Matt, I think, had all he could take. (laughs) And he came in the room one day when we were having a heated discussion about this topic. And he laid the Bible down in front of me, and it was opened up. And um, he basically just said, you know, this is it. Take it or leave it. (laughs) And uh, the scripture that uh, it was opened up to was, Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. And I knew in my heart and in my spirit what I needed to do, which was submit to my husband because, just like we're talking about, he, now that we were married, he was the head of our home and our household. And whatever decision that he made for our family, I was to follow suit. And again, like he said, that's not saying that, you know, my opinion doesn't matter. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, he made the decision to um, stay at his church. And now looking back, that was the best decision for us, even though I couldn't see it at the time. Now looking back, that was the best decision and um, yeah, I'm really glad that that you made that right decision. Right, and you know, as long as your husband, wife, as long as your husband is trying his best to obey God, he's a godly man, and he feels in his heart this is the best decision. And you all have talked it over, and it could be any decision, and you've talked it over, and your husband uh, comes back to you, and y'all, uh, you know, recap on what you've been praying about, and he says, "Honey, I still feel like this is the direction I need to go." Then wives, out of obedience to your husband, out of obedience to the Word of God, I promise you, if you just simply, you may not agree with it, but you just say, okay, I'm I'm going to follow you Mm -hmm. as you follow Christ. I promise you, if your husband's in left field 
Yeah. And you both have sincerely prayed about it, and you continue to pray about it. If it's the wrong thing, God will show him. Yeah. And I, I truly believe, you know, uh, just like I said a minute ago, the husband being the pastor of the home, I truly believe that if it's something that's, you know, he's going the wrong way, God's going to show him first. Yeah. I truly believe. He's going to show him as the head and say, wait a minute, you know, you're you're taking your family in the wrong direction here. And, you know, if he's stubborn and he doesn't listen to God, I believe God will turn around and he'll tell you and say, warn your husband. Yeah. But don't don't get so caught up on, uh, I'm right, he's wrong, uh, I'm going to try to prove him, you know, I'm not going to go this route because I don't agree with it. Right. Just submit to your husband and you'll be okay. Yeah. And I just want to take a quick second to encourage the wives because your role is so, so important um, don't ever feel like that, just like Matt said earlier, that your role is diminished or it's it's less than. You're the keeper of the home. Um, you know, you're supposed to, to support your husband, pray for your husband, pray for your children. Like I said, you're the keeper of the home. Um, you are the teacher at home. The Bible talks about the, the mother being the teacher of the children at home. So you, your role is so vital and so important. And you know you hear a lot that the woman is the backbone of the, <laughs> of the home. Obviously, the man is, is the head. But as far as the home itself, the house, the children, go the, ahead. The wife is the neck <laughs> that turns the head. I used to tell <laughs> him all the time, and he, he was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> no. But your wives are so important because when you leave home, husband and you're working and providing for your family, your wife has to hold the fort down. Yeah. And it's a big job. It's a big uh, fort. <laughs> yeah. It's a big job. When I come home, I don't see how she's got everything together. I don't know how she holds the house together. Me either. I've, I've always said that uh, I put the roof on and she holds the house together. Yeah. She's the walls that hold the house together. There you go. But... So yes, wife, you are very important. You are so important. And if you do nothing but support and pray. your your husband as a, maybe he's a pastor or he's a minister, and you if you do nothing else but support him, maybe he's not even a minister. Maybe he's just a hardworking man, Christian man, and you just support him. You are so, so, so important. Yeah. I can't express that enough. And I, I just want to say thank you for, for sticking it out. Thank you for everything you do. And thank you for holding that house together and holding them children together, wife, because men were just not built to do it. And you are so strong, and you don't even know how strong you really are. And I admire you, and I'm going to shut up now. Thank you, honey. I appreciate those words. But I think we're going to wrap it up for today, and um, I just want to leave you with this uh, quote. It says, A husband and wife may disagree on many things, but they must absolutely agree on this to never, ever give up. Yeah. Stick it out. Stick together. Don't ever give up. Pray it through. And if you if you just need somebody to counsel you or talk to you, go to your pastor. Go to somebody spiritual that's been in this for a while, but somebody that knows what they're doing. They've been through it, and they know, um, they know the ins and outs. Go to them and, and talk to them and, and express how you feel. And if you need somebody to talk to, you don't know who to talk to, message me. Message my wife. Yeah. Send me an email, truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com. Anytime. Or um, message me on any of my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, or my personal page. If you're a friend with me, if not, you're welcome to send me a friend request and uh, my wife, Leah. Yeah. And uh, we would love to talk to you, and, and we would love to give you some encouragement. And we would love to pray for you. If you need prayer, let us yes. know. 
But I think that's it for today. Yep, I think that's it. uh, We hope that this episode has encouraged you. And I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.